ready to rock and roll, man. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's the Visions Podcast. I'm one half of it. Um, I'm Des. I'm here with my amazing co-host, JT. Um, this is a collaborative episode that we're doing with Noof, um, an amazing company that I'm blessed um, enough to partner up with and, and do some some creative work for. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. We're going to be talking about um, getting ready for the 2023 season um, for us as athletes. It's just around the corner now. We're in March. So within the next couple of months, we're going to be getting ready for competition. So we're just going to be covering and answering uh, a few questions, having a discussion um, about some things that can potentially help you guys um, as you get ready for, for competition. Yeah, that's definitely. And obviously, Des being the athlete and me being the non-athlete, um, just same as last time, last in the last collaboration, we're talking about nutrition. But in this episode, we're a lot more specified and we're talking about sprints. So just to kick things off and dive right into it, um, Des, how do you prepare for a sprint competition with the 2023 season coming up? How do you prepare? How can you advise others to prepare as well? Yeah, I think it's, it's all about um, ensuring that uh, you're in the right place in terms of training you know you're going to plan out your competitions as to when you want to have them you might want to opt to open up a lot earlier in april potentially to see where you're at some people um if you're a 100 200 runner some people choose to maybe do something different like a bit further like the 300 or whatever it is just to test your endurance um i think it's important to know where you're at in your training and to plan the competitions specifically um, in terms of training as well, you're, you're going to look to if the weather permits, because, you know, we live in England where it can be a little bit up and down, depending. Mm. Or if you have an indoor facility, that's a blessing. That's amazing. Um, but you're going to look to want to do some shorter stuff, some blocks. Um, if you're 100 meter around 200. Um, so just re-familiarize yourself with blocks. Um, coming out of winter, you might not have done as much, depending if you did indoors or not. Um, so just want to sharpen those skills of getting into the blocks again, re-familiarizing re yourself with that whole process of getting ready, getting focused, um, going back over your block settings, seeing if anything needs to be adjusted, because over the winter period, you might have grown a little bit things can change you might have gotten a lot stronger you might be able to hold your weight a bit better so you can sort of shift those settings around and just really giving yourself that time um way ahead before you compete so if you are making any adjustments you can take the time to get used to it because it might take quite a few sessions so um ensuring that sort of the preparation in terms of training um you're in the right place where you want to be you um have your targets for that first competition some people might have targets as the times yeah. they're looking for some people might not it very much depends on um what you have with, uh, what sort of arrangement you have with your coach so this is yeah. the kind of time where you and your coach are going to be having those sit down discussions as to what we're looking to do, how winter has gone, um, what what the plans are for the first couple of races, what races we're going to be doing and um, how we want those to look. Um, sort of the technical model that we're trying to execute in these races, um, all these sort of things are the things you're going to be considering. Amazing. Awesome. And I guess moving on into kind of like that preparation period, what is what are the do's and don'ts of a sprint plan? Because obviously... <laughs> planning and preparing for competitions obviously important so what things should be included what are the definite do's and definite don'ts yeah okay i'd say do trust your training and do trust your coach you know when you get to around that competition season some people can begin to panic and you begin to worry have i done enough have i done this have i done that trust your coach and trust your training so mm -hmm. do um trust what you've done already and continue to to build upon that um, do not panic do not stress and worry just because we're close to the competition don't worry about it all these sort of things and do not upon getting the competition um, worry too much about results no matter where you come in the race or what time you run it's a great place to build off of you can go and have a look at what's happened have a look at the race and then go and make improvements there's still time especially if you're opening up early around april time um, adjustments can always be made and so for some people it might just be a small little fix um, i would also encourage you do have fun enjoy it the competition mm -hmm. is 
meant to be the fun part. You put in all the work through winter. So go out there and enjoy it. Enjoy your athletics. Enjoy competing. You know, enjoy the whole experience of it. Um, call room. If it's an open meeting, you might not get the call room, but just uh, getting back into the blocks again and racing against other people and being around your friends and having your family come out to support you. Do enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah, this is yeah. the sport that you do and you want to have fun with it. No matter what level you're at, even international um, or county level or club level, have fun and enjoy it. You do the sport because you you love it. You know, you put yeah. in the work, you put in the hours. So go out there and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and do not, and this is something that I had to learn, don't make any swift changes on the day. When you get to a competition, don't start start trying to do some new drills or doing more strides <laughs> than you would normally do. Yeah, or yeah, don't yeah. start trying to change your block setting. Or don't do any of those things because you see other people doing something different. Stick to what you know best. Trust your coach and yeah. do what you would do. Do not change anything from what you would normally do in training because your body is already used to that. So keep yes, going. Yeah. Follow that same pattern um, as best as you can. You might not have the same facilities or everything as normal, but try and keep it as close to normal as possible. That way you feel more comfortable. You're familiar with what you're doing and you can just go out there and, and do as you would normally do and feel comfortable mm. and just to you know quickly um in extension to that question what would you say in as part of a sprint plan what questions are asked and what things are required of you in a sprint plan you need to know within your sprint plan why you're doing what you're doing you need to understand why am i doing these runs why am i doing these exercises what are they going to help me with where are my weaknesses? You need to know what your weaknesses are personally. It's all, it's all well and good for your coach to know. But if you know, it makes you aware of the things that you need to do. You need to pay more close attention to this exercise or to this movement or to this drill. All of these things are very important for your overall development. You also need to um, be prompting yourself that in within this sprint plan, having a look at any places where you feel something may need to be added or potentially taken away depending on how your body is feeling even at a young age if you can recognize how your body is feeling it's going to help you so much more as you get older in my case it's taken me quite a long time to really realize oh i need to rest i'm doing too much or oh um i need to stop doing this because it's it's painful or all these little things if you can pick up on that within a sprint plan or within a training session it's going to help you further down the line you want to be as healthy as possible throughout the season if you can have a whole season where you're completely healthy through winter and through that training period all the way through to the competition period, you're in a great place because you're going to be able to fire all the same way. You're able to prioritize your recovery, all those sort of things. So asking those relevant questions, knowing and understanding your body and um, just, again, not being afraid to ask those questions if you don't understand something. If there's an exercise or something that you haven't seen before or a technique you haven't quite tried and you need mm. to have a look at it again or go back over it um, with your coach, ask that question. Feel comfortable enough to, to ask those questions and, and get the right answer so you know what you're doing and you feel comfortable in yourself. Amazing. I'm learning a lot, man. Uh, this is this is good. I'm sure the other people, the people watching us are learning a lot too. Um, moving on to um, the events themselves, um, just to cover the basic rules of them. What are they? Yeah, so I think get there on time. You know, for every meet, they normally give you, they say, try and get there at least 90 minutes before your event so you can... Um, you can sign in because every time you go to a competition, you have to sign in to collect your numbers. There's going to be a little desk or a sheet and you go there, you tell them their name, you tell them what event you're doing and then they're going to take your name off. And this helps. This is huge. It's not just about you getting your numbers, but it's letting them know how many people are available. If for them to seed heats, they need to know how many people are coming to the race so they can seed them accordingly. If someone isn't coming and they don't make it known to the event organizers ahead of time, preferably, then they could be there. Um, with an odd number of heats or an odd number of people thinking that someone's going to turn up. So getting there on time is going to help you and put your mind at ease 
you can get there, you can get your numbers, you're comfortable, you can find a space because mm-hmm. when it's those bigger meets where it's a smaller space, as some of you may know, it can be harder to find somewhere. And you want to be in a place where you feel comfortable. You want to be in a place where you know where your things are, where everything is organized, where you have enough right. time to, to warm up because you might not be one of those people that wants to just get to a competition immediately and start warming up. You might want to be one of those that gets there early, scopes the place out, goes for a walk around the track, has a look at the blocks. If you're one of those that likes to talk to people, you can go and have a talk with people. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say get in there um, nice and early. And another thing to know, a lot of these competitions these days, you're not allowed to wear headphones to compete. This has been going on for quite a while, I think. I've been told off in the past of having headphones in, and I kind of learned that lesson now. There's some people that may try to sort of hide the fact that they're wearing them, but there are people around that are sort of doing the rounds and making sure people don't have them in um, because it can be quite dangerous if you have headphones in. Is this during or this, this is like whilst you're warming up for, I'm assuming this is- Yeah, whilst, whilst you're warming up. If you're not yeah. warming up, you're just walking around. That's absolutely fine. But whilst you're warming up, you for the most part, you're not allowed to have headphones in. Right. Um, this is because you could be uh, warming up and there's an adjustment that's made to your race in particular and you won't be able to hear it because you have headphones yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, and that would yeah. be your fault and not theirs because they've yeah. made the announcement and you just didn't hear it. As well as that, the danger aspect. Someone could be running on the track and you have headphones in, something could be happening, there could be an emergency and you can't hear anything and yeah. someone just crashes straight into you. I've seen it happen many a time. Right, uh, right. So it's it's more the safety aspect of it yeah. um, as well. So please do consider that because some um, officials, um, they'll issue a warning, but some some of them, it can go so far as they, you can be disqualified from a race or, and things like that. So you don't mm-hmm. want to take that chance because it depends on who you, who you, who you find. Um, on the day um, also spike regulations um, I believe it's six millimeters I could be wrong but I believe it's six millimeters for the spike length in terms of the spikes that you have in your shoes so you need to make sure that you check those because if you have the wrong types of spikes I know at Levani now they're only allowed Christmas tree, tr- Christmas tree spikes especially for the indoor area um, because it's just been relayed so they want to keep it in good condition so checking with the meeting organizers and with the competition as a whole what kind of spikes you're allowed to wear making sure you have the right allocated spikes for the day bringing some spare ones because anything can happen on the day they could you could then realize that yours are really really blunt you want to have nice and sharp spikes on the day um, making sure you have all the equipment that you need um, spare trainers sliders if you like yeah. those enough food enough water if it's a hot day multiple bottles of water um, an umbrella in case it starts to rain a windbreaker um, all of these things spare joggers shorts all of the you want everything that you need because depending on where the race is it could be somewhere really far from home and there might not be a local sports shop open if it's a sunday a lot a lot of shops aren't open consider have a look way ahead of time what the weather is going to be like how long the journey is going to take all those sort of things Um, in terms of rules i'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's anything else um that i kind of might have missed um i think that is everything sort of oh of course your conduct um towards officials you need to have correct conduct you can't be rude disrespectful or anything like that towards them you need to ensure that um we're always being respectful to them um trying your best to say thank you to them after the meet as well because um Mm. they do a very difficult job that not a lot of people are able to do they they sacrifice a lot of their time these meets tend to go on for a long time especially if they're league meets so yeah um, i would definitely say um making sure that we're nice and respectful uh, and i think i think that's everything off the top of my head if i do remember any as the time goes on I'll, I'll 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 speak for some more for sure for sure for sure bro, for sure and just to go back into i guess the training and development aspect of things i'd uh, then ask what um what factors uh influence your training in particular and in general what factors influence you know just sprint sprint training overall yeah um i think a number of factors i think the the time the time of the time of year if it's sort of a lot colder you're going to be wearing more layers so you're going to be doing 
not as fast work or not as fast as you can do come yeah. summertime um sort of the springtime um you also need to factor in how your body is feeling on any given day no matter what the session is whether you may see it as a difficult or easy session you need to factor in how your body is feeling what work have you done so far in the week already and how are you then able to tailor it so that you're able to give the best in each session and that comes from communication as much as your coach may set a session he or she needs to be aware of how you feel how is your body mm -hmm. feeling how is your body reacted to a previous session mm -hmm. um how do you tend to react to a certain type of session there may be a certain type of session that requires a little bit more out of you than it would for someone else or the rest of the group you need to make that known to the coach um, this comes into other things such as nutrition and making sure you're recovered properly. But for the sake of this, it's a case of having that communication and knowing how you're feeling and having that relevant communication with your coach. Um, another factor would definitely be um, how close you are to competition season. You're not going to be doing the same sessions that you would have been doing in, in the winter months as you would now be doing leading up to competition. You might be shortening it out depending on your event. You might be um, doing more block practice. As was mentioned earlier, you know, you might be having more technical runs. You might be reducing the amount of runs, more recovery, faster runs, trying to get towards that sort of race pace and having a look at your technical model, adding in things like wickets and things of that nature. Um, everything could just be getting a lot more technical. It all depends. Everyone has different ways in which they go about it. But um, as for me personally, as, as I get closer to competition, it's just looking at those little things, trying to get the details right, trying to feel comfortable, going over the blocks, uh, maybe shortening up some runs, trying to cover all the bases. But just me personally, just, just feeling comfortable and ready to race, feeling nice and light, making sure the body is um, feeling good, no niggles or anything like that. Um, and then just keeping everything kind of relatively the same. The load is, is automatically going to reduce um, in the gym and on the track um in in most cases just because you're you're getting ready to race you don't want to have too much bulk on your body you want to be feeling nice and light um so i'd say the same thing would kind of cover for um certain athletes again it depends on who your coach is but that's how it works for the most case in, in my scenario um but just just looking at these things there's there's a lot of things that can factor but we have to be aware of the weather we have to be aware of how we're feeling how close we are to competition um and and that sort of thing those are the things you really need to be looking at for sure nice amazing um also what is athletic development and how does that tie in is if that at all ties into what you've what you've mentioned and, and and yeah what kind of skills um can you develop and 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 why is it important to you know to consider athletic development or athlete development sorry yeah i, I think every athlete wants to wants to improve and get faster and get better i think mm -hmm. it's always going to be um the goal to want to improve to get faster just to improve my technique and and i think this comes from patience you have to be patient with yourself as well as you grow and you get older um, from a younger athlete you're going to automatically get a little bit stronger and um, mm. as you get stronger you're gonna to have to learn how to kind of use that strength to, to translate it to the track as well right. Right. um you want to be honing in your technique which means spending more time on drills, spending more time looking at um, how you can improve your technique in the gym. All of these things are going to help with your athlete development. If you can do your drills better, that means you're going to be more fluid in your running. If you can be uh, more effective and more technical in the gym, it's going to help you to perform those movements better. And then you're going to be able to shift more weight over time. It isn't necessarily about how much weight you're shifting, but how are you shifting the weight? Are you shifting it comfortably? Are you straining? Is your technique um, hindering you from, from, from lifting it further or lifting it more, whatever it may be? Um, 
and you just really want to prioritize being consistent in what you're doing to, to, to really develop yourself as an athlete. You need to ensure that you're being consistent in your training, that you're being consistent in everything that you're doing, that you're being consistent in um, these communications with your coach. I always touch on communication because really, it's really, really great to have good communication with your coach, not just when you see them on the track, if possible, outside of the track, speaking about things that you can work on, speaking about things that um, we can be doing better. Or mm -hmm. things that we're going to add in in the future. It's a very nice thing if you're at a certain point in training and then you can have that conversation with your coach and they say, oh, I feel in about three months' time we can begin to add this in or we're going to start doing this. It gives you a nice tangible goal to work towards. We're going to increase our hurdle jump heights um, by two settings in, a, in about yeah. three months. And then in those months, you're gradually building up to that point. That's a great place mm -hmm. to be because that is slow and gradual development. It's yeah. over a period yeah. of time, yes, but that is development. And this will happen yeah. as you get older, trying to make that progression from a junior all the way up to a senior, yeah. you know, um, and when you're a younger athlete, trying to really progress into those junior rankings. You know, we have the power of 10 system, which is uh, for me, it, it was a blessing, but also something that can be um, negative. Um, right. But it's a great way you can have a look and see your own progression as time goes on. Yes, and yes. See yeah. how your times have kind of gone down or what happens in certain races. You can look at particular races. You may find that there is a particular race at a particular time that you don't seem to to do very well at. And then you and your coach can kind of look at that. Um, having that analytical data is, is, a, is amazing because it's a great way of being able to see what you actually did at mm -hmm. this particular time and how you performed. And then you can go back, take mm -hmm. a look at the program, move some things around, make some changes, make some more alterations um and we can kind of go from there yeah and i love that because mentally i'm pretty sure it also like hinders any sort of complacency as well because even though you may be doing well and you may be winning and you may be going to comps and just breezing it it always you still have those goals that you have to reach you know so i'm sure mentally it does it does something it, it's beneficial as well right Absolutely. Yeah. No, knowing you've had, you've had a race and things have gone well, but you know that there's still some areas that you're still working on and still trying to get better is always a great place to be because you know that um, the best is yet to come. There's going to be so much more development from mm -hmm. you. Like the best thing that you can hear is if you're running fast and you're going well, and but your coach says that there's still a long way to go. That's actually yeah, a good thing. Yeah, some yeah. people are thinking, oh, no, nah, what? I thought I'm doing well. No, it's a long way to go. Yeah, it really is. You can get stronger. Your technique can get better. We can add in uh, more load in this way or all sort of little things. You know, it's always great. You want to always be developing as best as you can. Yeah. But as much as I'm saying all of this, be patient, guys. Be patient with your development. Trust your coach. Trust the process of everything. Um, enjoy what it is that you're doing. And um, small wins, small wins, even if you're lifting a kilo more than you were last year, that is a huge win. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so don't don't worry too much about it. And with your even if you're not lifting weights in terms of your condition, if whether it's circuits and things like that, if you if even if you're less tired than you would normally be after the end of a circuit, that is a huge win. Shows you're getting stronger. Shows you're getting better. Shows you're getting fitter. You know, these are these are all great ways. There's so many different ways to track things um, with data, with recording, with analytics, all these kind of things, um, biomechanical testing, all kinds of stuff. There's different tests you can do and everything like that. Um, so there's there's so many different ways to be able to track your development. And I think the more methods and the more ways you can track things and have a look at things analytically and pinpoint things, it, it, the, the better. Having video analysis is, is great for block starts, runs, trying to hit, hit those technical models and things like that, um, it's great. Awesome, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I think you've answered all all our questions really cohesively and really informatively, bro. So nothing else from me, man. This is good, man. It's good. It's really, really good. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I hope that, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. I hope it's been helpful for you guys. Um, if you guys have any questions, please 
feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm more than happy to help, more than happy to speak, more than happy to, to, to do whatever I can to, to help in any way possible. Hope you guys enjoyed. You know, God bless you guys. Take care and um, we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you, guys.